Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Michael Kelvac joining us. Last week we romanced the stone a little bit. Uh, he's an author, a poet, uh, an innovator. Um, my goodness, there's so many titles to you. And then, of course, the old master life, master death, and be forever. Intuitive Mind Services, just one of the many businesses he has and uh, can help you with. And we're back again with him. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I was in the midst of a Zoom meeting with uh, Christian Michelson and stuff like that, a famous guy. Oh, I don't, I don't know him. Should I? It's like a coach of the coach. He's a coach's He's coach. A- you know, mm. I didn't know so, that. Co- ah, look at this. That's good. All people can improve. Coaches can. I can see a lot of people who are on this show, you know, because they, they 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 help each other, support each other. Yeah. Money makers. So I knew quite a few people that awesome. actually they show up with a recommendation. Not on the show. It just recorded. But it was interesting. Yeah, side because it's you know they're funny because they're talking about people who not having confidence, you know, and that's not what I want to talk about today. But, but, but I would okay. think that <laughs> is that you know it, it saddens me to have people think that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about what do you really lack, I mean, you may lack skills, okay? So if you're going into like a, you know when, when you travel someplace new, you're always a little, a little apprehensive. Because if you don't know the people there, what's going to happen? So being apprehensive is okay; it's a natural thing, mm-hmm. you know. But if people would just take time to figure out, like, what do they need to do for this particular problem, and mm-hmm. what skills do they have that can be applied to it, yeah, you know, then you don't have time to worry about if you're confident or not. Because yeah. I learned that a long time ago. You just because I was very shy when I was a kid. I mean, I was adventurous, but I was shy. Yeah. Usually, I mean, I want to talk to people, but I was just shy, and. Uh, so when I went to University of Brown, is that, uh, and I decided that well, it's time to go out. In high school, I went out a little bit, but that wasn't, I was too young, you know, a little mature, and uh, so starting to go out and stuff. And you know, so the first thing I faced was what everybody faces, young boys and stuff. Most of them is that well, you know, but they say no, you know, it's just like it's your body, and I go, oh, I don't want to be said no to, but I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just like look, you know, watch the girls around there and find someone I like. And I go up and just start talking to her, Hi. you know, which is really hard for me to do, okay, because I'm shy. Oh, but, maybe years ago, not this Michael Cal. Yeah, no. years ago, it was years ago, but at least they knew I was sincere, which I figured was a good thing, okay. And ask them out, you know, and more than more often than not, they said yes, even though I was really shy still, you know, you know, I hadn't really kissed very much or anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and so I just figured that the way you deal with your fears is just to go face them. It's called abortion therapy when I became a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if you do it enough, after a while, it just becomes a habit. Yeah. You know, you just go face your fear and you find out it's not as big as you think it was <laughs> or thought it was. You know, and so I think one of the things that helps with confidence, you know, is understanding actually what love really is. You know, and, and it, it, English is a bad language for love. I mean, not to write poetry. I mean, it's very imagined, you know, there's a lot of images and stuff you can do. But we only have one word, you know. I mean, if you go to Catholic Church, you've got agape, which is like God's love, okay, or love mm-hmm. community. You know, then you have just love. Well, love is mixed with lust. Mm-hmm. Okay? And romance can be lustful or not lustful. You know, and then, then, then what happens is, you know, you think, well, you know, okay, if I go out of the way to ask her out and we get, get involved and stuff, well, what do I get back? You know, it's like contract negotiation. Mm-hmm. 
which is always there in a sense, okay, in terms of actual relationships per yeah. se. But I was thinking in the last couple of days, because of your show, you know, and you, just about like, you know, when I say top of being romantic, you know, like what does it really mean for me? What do I do that explains why a shy person like me has really a lot of success with women? You know, and you, you know what it was? It's so simple. And I actually, today I, just, I thought it's what the Buddha taught. Okay, now the Buddha taught a lot of things, but the Buddha was a very wise fellow. And one of the things he said, you know, which is I don't think ever understood properly, is that hatred is never, never ever overcome by hatred, only by love. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say that word in English, you know, maybe in, you know, in Sanskrit, they probably have 10,000 words for love. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's probably a little different, but translating to English, it's, it's, it's kind of nebulous, you see, because people think of emotional love. Okay. You know, or motherly love, yeah. which is actually higher than emotional love. And, you know, and, and what it really is, is that if you think about it, and this is where my Kabbalah side comes in, you know, about God, which I think is a family. And it's, you know, like I said before, it's a hexed you know, and, and and that's not God. That's just the, the, the agents of God. You call them mm-hmm. like the angels, the angels. Okay. God needs, God can't act in the world directly. You have to have an agent. It's like we can't do anything unless we're an agent. Yeah. And so what it really is, is that, you know, when they talk about love, you know, we get confused because what we should start with is goodness. Okay. And the capitalists say that the creator made the universe for one reason, you know, which is probably not the source, but first level guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason the creator created the universe is, is because the creator wants to bestow goodness on all creatures. Okay. Okay. Now that sounds okay. Everybody should be good. No, that's not what it says. It, what it says basically is everybody does what they think is good. And I've never met anybody, you know, that ever violated that rule. Now sometimes people, you know, do hateful things or feel bad about themselves. Okay. But you see, they want to continue doing it unless it serves some need in them, okay. which would be a goodness. Mm-hmm. You see, because goodness doesn't mean good. Goodness just means the power to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so if you use love for that word, it gets misunderstood because the question is, okay, goodness goes, how do you guys be used? If you're a good, if you're a nice person, you know, and pretty wise, you go, well, like you, like you, for example, you and your kids, okay, now that's motherly, so it's a little bit biological, but you want the best for your children. Absolutely. Okay? That's altruistic caring, oh, right? Yeah. You know, it's about them before it's about you. It's so true. You know, and that's what Jesus, you know, when the Jews, the first command, and you know, all those guys said it too, but Jesus said, you know, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Love, love, you love everyone else yourself. That doesn't make any sense because most people don't love themselves, okay? So it's yeah. pretty easy to satisfy. But, you know, to love them more than yourself. So the only way you could love someone more than yourself is with wisdom, okay? And so what love really is, is love is mm-hmm. goodness under wisdom because a wise person realizes that it doesn't pay to be egotistical it doesn't pay to take all the resources and hoard them okay because you're not to help mankind develop the best you can especially mm-hmm. people keeps them from developing and, and so love is really about wisdom and about goodness and when you're wise you realize after a lot of experience in life because we start out egotistical and uh, that you know that the best goodness the best feeling comes from helping someone else mm-hmm Okay. So there you go, you go back to what your romance really be. And this is my secret. 
Okay. What, what I've discovered, discovered okay, is that I've loved a lot of women. Okay. And sometimes they love you back. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes logistics doesn't work. But, you know, other than the first few times, you know, when you're a kid and you get heartbroken, blah, 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 you know, put those aside, is that what I found was, is that I can control who I love. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I could love you, which means I want you to have everything best for you and your children. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't require you to give me anything back at all. Right. And, and, and so. It depends. Some men are needier than others. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, and it's, and it's not like you do this all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, basically. But, you know, when people lo- learn that just love people, you know, you have to tell them. You know, but once you get in a state state of, of loving, mm-hmm. which means you're trying to will goodness for everyone else, everything opens up. True. You know, it doesn't mean hard things don't happen in your life. It doesn't mean people don't take advantage of you. It doesn't mean people are mean to you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They can't win. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and it's off the side. But, I mean, the government hates me, U.S. government, <laughs> because I don't like how they behave. Okay. You know? I behave. I, I, I never violated a rule. Well, I got a t- party, you know, parking ticket once or twice, but I don't violate the rules, you know, but I know the rules, you know, and I don't like it when people in authority don't go by the rules. Because mm-hmm. why should they expect us to go by it if the police don't go by it or the senators don't go by it or the congressmen or one of our, one of, whatever crappy president we have mm-hmm. that was elected out of ignorance of the population. That's how we know what to do anyway. Yeah. Unless you're with them. You know, and, and, and so... So life is okay when you're loving, you know, because you don't have time to hate anymore. They can get disgusted with somebody's behavior because it is disgusting, but it doesn't bother you so much anymore, you know, and as time goes on, the more you love just for the sake of loving, you know, which is channeling God's goodness to wherever you can go, you know, then life is pretty good for you. You know, and I've been rich, I've been poor, I've been beaten up, I don't care. You know, and you get to a place where you actually don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I mean you don't care, it sounds backwards. But, but, you know, but caring usually has an obligation to it. You know, I'll care for you if you care for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and, you know, if you find the right, right partner, that works out pretty good. But you want, you shouldn't want more than that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so I tell people, it's like, imagine God is goodness and love. Is all we do is channel it. We're just a vehicle for channeling that between between betwixt each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you realize it's not something we create, it's something you make. You know, we're not responsible for it. Mm-hmm. We're just responsible for sharing it properly. True. You know, life gets much much better. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you make a mistake, you go, "I made a mistake." Okay, I'm lower remorseful because that person got hurt because of my mistake. Mm-hmm. That's all there's to it. There's no self blame. There's no guilt. There's no, you know, down talking yourself like most people do all the time, you know, and I used to tell patients, you know, I'd, well, because if they're Jewish, I'd have to do Jewish, Jewish stuff, the Christian, mm-hmm. you know, but they're doing Buddhists I ever saw, but <laughs> you use the context they came in. Okay. Especially for the reveal with Judaism and uh, Christianity, you got the first, you know, they got the Old Testament, both, you know, so I tell patients, I said, let me ask you something. You, you ever read, your, read, read Genesis? And most of them say yes in the South. Yeah. And I go. Okay, well, this is a really simple question. I just imagine you have the first page of Genesis. We don't have to go to the second page. It's the first chapter, the first page. You know, it's two columns like that. 
okay, so what did God say? Okay, well, God said, what do you have dominion over? We have yeah. the fish and the birds and the animals and the plants and blah, 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 blah. He said, what is the one thing God left out of that part of the Bible? What? And they all kind of look at me like I'm crazy. They go, what, what, what? <laughs> no, no. Did God give you dominion over yourself? And he didn't, or she didn't, or whatever God is, mm-hmm. didn't, okay? And so we always have access to a higher power, mm-hmm. you know, and whether you can be an atheist or not, I don't really care, but if that's all you want to be, you're not going to get very far in your happiness in life. There's no way you can, you know, and you don't have to overdefine what God is, but there is like something in the universe. I was talking, talking to this lady this other day and she said, you know, people think abundance means you collect things, right? Yeah. More money, more clients, more this. Mm-hmm. Abundance just is, and you can either tune into it allow it into your life or you can close off to it and be restricted and and, and, and compressed hmm. you know it loves the same way it carries the same way everything's the same way it's out there it's just it's formless but it's out there it is all you do is tune into it and once you do you do it on a regular basis you change mm-hmm. and you change in a way that gives you greater peace and happiness and clarity the kingdom of god within so to speak or heaven, if you don't want to mention God. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's so complicated. You know, but my only regret is, is that promise with loving easily. Sometimes people do fall in love with you. And the problem is it won't work logistically. You know, so it's like a danger there that you got to be aware of that, you know, that woman may fall in love because I've been kind to her and helping her and I mean, just being kind and helping her. Of course, I like her because I want to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... You got to be careful. I learned a long time ago when I was in medical school that you can't have more than one girlfriend at one time. (laughs) It's going to sound terrible, but I had ended up with four girlfriends. I wouldn't plan on this, four girlfriends at one time. Oh, how did you have time for that? And, well, I guess you were again. Well, first I was in the graduate school part of medical school, so I had time. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) And so one day they all had issues Mm -hmm. in their lives. And they're pretty serious issues. Yeah. Okay. And so here I was stuck having to figure out how can I deal with four women that I care about? I did, you know, and, and um, it helped them at the same time. And I succeeded. Okay. I did. But I learned my lesson there that you can't, can't dilute yourself too much because then you might not be available when somebody really needs you. So, I try, I try to not do that anymore, which I'm pretty good at. Not damn that. One's, one's enough. Got it. But, I mean, there's downsides to everything, I think, every approach to life, unless you're a monk. <laughs> the downside is you don't have any girlfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or boyfriends. Or who knows what kind of friends. Wow. But I'm trying to think. But, having, I could never have four boyfriends at once. I can't only handle one at one time, and that's even hard to handle. Four at once? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was, I have to admit it was interesting. But what's, How what's did they feel? When well, they, they didn't know. They, are they still, they didn't find out it wasn't like one Never found you. out. Oh, okay, okay. And it wasn't just girlfriends. I mean, it was like serious girlfriends, okay? Mm-hmm. But this other side of me is that, like, probably because I'm an engineer, okay, chemical engineer. And the uh, other side is, is, you know, when you go in life, you have to have contingency plans. Okay. 
you know, if this don't work out, what are you going to do? You know, because business in Canada is a lot. And so I discovered that I sort of did contingency planning management with women. <laughs> you know, just you kind of, you know, I wasn't take advantage of them, but just like, which one's going to work? Yeah. You know, and well, this is good for this. This one's good for that. Yeah. Yeah. But now it doesn't really pay. So that's what I learned. But I did find out, I was talking to Ashley, that I, said, I guess we have, I think we have five more shows, but she's going to look into it. Because our original thing was 10, but then she said, well, do this thing too, which I did. And um, also, I talked to Brave New TV or what it is. Oh, good. Oh, cool. Yay. <laughs> they said, they, they called me. I'm going to see they all said, of Michael Kell. Yay. Yeah, yeah, I know. They, they, they called me and said, hey, we've been researching you. There's this new, there's new niche out there, and we have all this AI guests. It's a long time talking with John Kelly. You need your yeah. own show, nice yes. Time. Yeah, and so I go, okay, this is good. How much it cost me? Not that much. Okay, that's fine. This is good, good, good. But I mentioned you. I said, how do you find out me? It must have been Jill must have said something because I saw that you were on that show. Yeah, you know? I have my own show. I don't know if it was about if it's about being on my show or your own show or both. That's awesome. That was about it. They started a new, a new show. Awesome. So, uh, like, so I did mention you that you know said. Is something that, because I thought it would have to come from you, okay? Because of these shows. Uh, well, Before, yeah. yeah, we saw those, but that wasn't why. Yeah. We went back and looked at everything about you. I said, Everything about me? Yeah. <laughs> said, well, okay. If you still like me after everything you know, then that's a good that's sign. Awesome. And then you come to New York. Yay. Yeah. So. Yeah, you need your own show for sure. Um, yeah. You, you, it would be like forever. You have, I mean, it, you, you can have a weekly show even a monthly show, but like it, that would last you a lifetime. You have so many stories, so much background, so much. Yeah. You could be doing what I'm doing too. You host your own show, but then yeah. it's kind of boring if you're talking to yourself, I guess it's good to have a host. And then, then I'm without a job. So you should have a host. <laughs> yeah. I think I was kind of excited. I never thought I would do a podcast again. And here you are. I like doing it. It was fun to do. As long as I have some control over, and I did with sponsors, I did, I paid for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church, I was with the church paid for it mm-hmm. like nine years. Cause I didn't yeah. want anybody to think that I was sponsoring something because I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I've sort of got over that part now after 20 years, okay, 30 years, but at least you can pick your sponsors and stuff. So I don't mind doing it because I, I do have a lot to share. I think that's probably useful. Yeah, I think so. so. I'd like to have a chance to do it again and, so it's, the, it, I'm sure you feel this way, but it's, you know, money's nice to have, in fact, it's important to have, but, you know, I never like looked at my bank book first. I mean, I had this, I tell you this story, this is really important, but when I used to do drug treatment, I did narcotics treatment, okay, so methadone. You did so narcotics, like wait, what, what'd you say? Methadone recently? treatment, methadone, New York people don't want, no be in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, fine. I don't really care about that. But, so we were in a nice building, nice area and everything else and stuff, so I just, patient came name was Tracy and she had been sexually abused since she was two and a half years old as a heroin addict cocaine addict and you know thing it finally came into my clinic now this was like a, this was like this was designed to be middle class not too fancy not too unfancy we had potluck dinners Christmas parties try to get the people back into you know doing regular things and she was talking to me one day because I she has a Medicaid patient so I had to talk to her once a, once a week to get paid so she was talking to me, and a lot of times when they talk, you know, I just sort of listen half out one ear because it's just bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. But she traced that day, goes, oh, excuse my phone, Dr. Cal. I go, what, Tracy? She goes, I want to thank you for letting me be in this clinic. 
and, and I go, well, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. And she goes, and you'll be very proud of me. I realized she'd been sexually abused, uh, terrible life, okay, all her life. She's like 35, looks like she's 50. But she goes, you'll be very proud of me. And I go, why, Tracy? Well, I'd be proud of you for it. Or what am I going to be proud of you for? It, what I probably said. And she said, because I know you don't want me to shoot drugs anymore. And so I've stopped shooting drugs and I'm not a prostitute anymore. Mm -hmm. I do a little crack, you know, and stuff. And, and I got a job as a stripper. I was thinking, you said, let me stop for a second. Uh huh. Did I just thinking lose you? For a second. And, but, you know, but, and I told her, I said, you know, I've had rock stars and stuff come to me, you know, and rich people and people. But of all the people I've come, I'm most proud of you. And I was genuinely uh -huh. proud because you made it such a big change just to stop using drugs for you was an mm -hmm. immense change, you know, and she beamed, of course, because she got some appreciation finally. And, you know, like, then like two weeks later that she got arrested for some stupid leftover charge, you know, and got out treatment and probably wow. sabotaged her whole life. But, um, so that's, that's like, that's like love Aww. working, you know, caring, compassion. You know, and it's, it happens a lot of times. You don't realize it. It happens when you don't even pay attention to it. If you if you if you radiate that, you know, just the people and they're open to it, they can do miraculous things, which is just really God working through you, us, you know, or higher power, whatever you want to call it, to do that. So, any time left? Still got time? Yes, we still got five minutes left. Of course, we do. Oh, good. So you can ask some questions then. Well, it's funny because you are, you are just, you're always all over the place, which is, which makes you so unique where you need your own show because you have so much to talk about. You know, last week the topic was uh, romance, right? This week our topic is kind of just as is all the above, but I know you're a true believer in love and, um, um, I have a question about love, right? I'll pick, I'll pick yeah. your doctorate brain, right? <laughs> How come, left. how come when, like, okay, when, when the chemistry, you must know about this, yeah. right? when people, do people fall in love, you love each other, right? There's a certain chemistry in that whole thing where they say after six months, things kind of go downhill. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean that you yeah. really get to know the person or is it this really the thing with like endorphins in our mind and our body that are taking over that we're not aware to really what's going on and it seems like it's all amazing and great and then it's not. Um, yeah. Explain that concept of the whole, is it? Science? I can. You can? Well, not even with neuroscience, but I mean, okay. The, the thing of evolution, and this is, we know this to be with hunter-gatherers, okay? Mm -hmm. Evolution is that the average woman had like, I think, four or five children, you know, in her life. If she didn't get killed, okay? Mm -hmm. And so what the purpose of, you know, in, in those days was purpose is to breed. Mm -hmm. Animals breed, okay? It's to breed. And so in order to breed and have a kid, you have to have all this biochemistry working, okay? Mm -hmm. And so there's something about that person that you need or like or whatever, okay? And then the, all, the, all of this chemistry and the brain stuff gets going, okay? So we have lust. You know, animals have lust. They don't know about it, but we know about it, okay? Mm -hmm. And so lust leads to children. Now, in the ancient days, is the relationships usually lasted like three years, as best they can tell from, you know, archaeology and stuff. Yeah. And they lasted until the woman was done feeding the breast baby, you know, done breastfeeding the baby. Okay. Because now she go back and take it with them and gather and stuff. Okay. And so mm -hmm. the people would just separate. And then she'd find another one usually. And, and so our evolutionary background a long time ago is about multiple partners.
partners. But there's a period that we have to be with them, that they have to be supported. The woman has to be supported for like three years for mm -hmm. no reasons. And so the people that did that succeeded. Okay. Which means they probably weren't as much screwing around like we have nowadays as it was in those days. Okay. Because they have responsibilities. And, and so that's the danger is lust. Now, I'm a very lusty person. Okay. When women. Lusty person. You know, but I've learned that lust doesn't pay if you're not unless you're careful. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you can want somebody, but you have to take the time to find out if you really like them. And that might actually like cyber dating is a good idea. I mean, if it's like finding a partner like match.com, mm -hmm. because you have time on and especially with video, you have time to get to know that person and you can't be very lustful, right? You can't get sidetracked and get it into bed. Okay, so you have to see if you really like that person True. and vice versa. Okay. You know, and that takes some time. And so what happens is, is that once you get to know somebody, well, I think sometimes it works a lot better, which I think cases like people find a, a schoolmate from the old days, mm -hmm. they get married later on in life, it works out fine. Yeah. And they may not be that lustful because you're usually older, but it's because you know that person, you know, and, and you're not tricked by your biochemistry, <laughs> just to breed, breed, breed. There's a danger, and they should teach the kids that's a danger. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, if you think back to your, your first relationships, I don't know if you're like 15, it's always lust, but, you know, you get sucked into 16, these relationships, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, but there's no way they're, I mean, they hardly ever last. Okay. But I was lucky because I had to start, I have a cousin, I don't talk to her anymore, but I knew her as a baby, I knew her as eight years old, I knew her was 15, and I saw her when I was 31. When I started, when I started up to 15, she didn't speak English and I didn't speak Norwegian, but I spent a whole summer with her. So she and I saw each other every day. You know, I know it's pretty innocent, some kissing and stuff, but it was innocent, okay? Because mm -hmm. yeah. we were innocent. And, but I had to learn to read her. It's, it's, every expression she had, how she held her body. I mean, it wasn't conscious, unconsciously. So she and I could express our feelings because we didn't have really that good a language to yeah. do it in. But, I was thinking this morning that, you know, that somebody asked me, can love last for 20 years? And I go, well, we didn't love, well, it wasn't love at eight, it's eight months old there, there, but it wasn't six, 15. And then 31, we we're still in love. Mm -hmm. And so there's this first real love that actually is, can't be together. For some reason, we're not allowed to be together. We made love, but we're not allowed to be together. But I can say that love has lasted for 16 to 73. You know, wow. and you know, you know, there's a lot of interesting things happened in there, but it was just like, it's still there. Yeah. And so there's something about first loves that can be pure. True. You know, and if, and if you have that love that is pure, even if you can't have it, it's still there. You can't, nobody can take it away. Mm -hmm. That's why I learned that love just is, you know, yeah. and caring just is. But I think most people don't get the advantage of that because lust takes over first. You know, and, and I have oh, a test. We didn't even get to finish the, the question, Mike. I see we could talk forever. And unfortunately, we're out of time. Oh, okay, that's okay. okay. I'm sorry, but yeah, you could be the love guru, love doctor. I want to hear your advice. We'll talk Actually, more next week. Go ahead, go ahead, what? We can't. We can okay? Actually, what, what were you going to say? I said, Actually, I had a, a friend of mine, a publicist, said you should get a new show called The Love Psychiatrist, The Love Doctor. 
got it. You got something there. Yeah. We'll talk soon. All right. Okay, and never, never take offense. This woman is a busy woman and I love you. I think you're great. I wish I had more time to talk personally to get to know you better on a one-on-one basis. I lucky I can take care of myself and wash my hair every day. <laughs> we'll One talk day, soon, I promise. Well, we will. I will. Absolutely. Talk. Michael, okay. you're amazing. Thank you. And if we want to reach out to you, you how, how do we get you? Tell us the website. Okay. Um, I'm going to make this even simpler, okay? Okay. Just use my old-fashioned email, mm-hmm. which I read every day for sure. It's, it's, it's K-E-L-L-M-J, Michael John, at AOL.com. Okay. I get a million emails a day, so it's a couple more million better. Mm-hmm. You know, but put something in the subject line, okay, so like I know you want to talk to you or something. Perfect. And then I would do my best to get back to you. That way I won't lose it because it's right. some other email I hardly ever use. Good. Thank you, you take so care. much. I hope your, ankle, your foot gets better soon. Okay, four to six weeks. Exciting. And we'll talk about okay. that next time. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a great day. Bye, okay, sweetheart. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. Day-to-day simple tasks can become pretty daunting. I have to carry my chair up two flights of steps or have somebody do it for me. What scares me the most is just the falling. When I'm struggling with my house, I think, you know, to have that one great barrier just knocked down I mean it's it's crucial Home for Our Troops is a wonderful nonprofit that builds a mortgage free fully adaptive handicap accessible house and there's no catch it'll be our very first home that we've ever owned this is a game changer this is where your life begins again we need you to join us in completing this important mission please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's going to be okay.